Short game-wise, yes, I can. Long game-wise, no. No, I have not. He's talking the long game. They played the long game. The long game. They gotta play the long game. They played the long game. They're experienced and they played the long game. game is back all right it's a great hour it is the long game the long game is back case good to see you good to see you dave what's cold up there in vermont there? uh yeah what's new up I'm there just, with you i'm you going the I'm, wearing the, I'm wearing the beanie today i'm trying to show people a different side of me i'm trying to show i'm trying to show vermont dave i got pants that you i got pants that have a zipper on the side pocket on right now Melbourne. Um, which, by the way, we're like losing guests left and right because of our slander on this podcast. But you know what? We will not. We're gonna give our. We're gonna give our golf takes. Damn it! This podcast is gonna grow one way or another. And I'm we not here like, to. Yeah, yeah, we don't like a pair of pants. We're not gonna be afraid to say it, <laughs> even if that cannibalizes some guests. Yeah. Yes. Like. Yeah. And then the, the, it's such a it's incestual incestual world. I actually. The, so we got this guy next week. We got John Sherman coming on the pod, and he's. Uh, a great follow on golf. I think uh, I think his Twitter handle is John Sherman, or is it Practical Golf? Let me just let me just double check before I. But he is. You're right. He's a great follow. And he's a, a great follow. different follow than most kind of golf statisticians. Yeah. Type Have you been following? Did you start following because I told you about him, or were you following him anyway? I think he was one of the guys I was following anyway. But kind of, you know, as you pointed him out to me, I've been paying attention a little more. But he's a great follow. Yeah, he's a great follow. Um, we're and also going to have a couple of long drive guys come on, um, but they got hit by the PGO, PGA show or whatever that's called down there in yeah. Orlando. The They got bit by some kind of virus down there. So they're going to be on in a few weeks too. But um, today's just you and me. What a scene. Casey. What a scene at the PGA show. I guess one day, Case, well, maybe we can, maybe this podcast will blow up and we'll be live from the PGA show. I would, let's make that our only goal <laughs> to be never. there next year. <laughs> that's our only goal. That's a great goal. I'm pretty sure we could go. I'm pretty sure we could go. Yeah. Yeah. I want to like, I want to go as like a person though, not like as a attendee. I don't as even talent. know what that means. Yeah. yeah. We'll be there um, as Real quick before we, year. before we get into golf stuff, I have one yeah. quick thing. Sure. Um, I meant to do this last week, but I want to give you the floor here for a minute uh, to op- offer a, a really a proper apology. Um, I was Googling something a few weeks ago, um, long game, and I was trying to find something with us and I nothing was coming up. So I put in Dave's name Yeah, and up came a podcast Dave was on about, I don't know, two, three, four years ago, like a marketing. I'm not even sure you could probably tell us or maybe you couldn't, but Dave was on a podcast about three years ago called the long game. Yeah. So this never came up when we were brainstorming names for weeks and weeks. Um, so do you want to issue an apology? I think we can both exist in this space. I don't think there's much crossover, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, I'm yeah. going to give you the floor here. All right. So a couple of years ago, I was on this marketing podcast and I had this idea of, oh man, this is a great name for a podcast. If one day I start a podcast with my friend Casey, who I haven't talked to in years, I'm going to call it the long game. No, that is not what happened. You played the long game on the name. I played the long game. I, I had no, I had no recollection. Like I, I do a bunch of those type of things. I go on a bunch of different like marketing podcasts and I couldn't tell you the name of the one that I went on two weeks ago. So Casey sends me this, he's, he's, he says, "Like, wait a second. Did you know this podcast? There, there is a marketing. I, I believe it's a a B two B marketing agency. They have a podcast that's called The Long Game, not affiliated 
with this long game podcast. But yes, thank you, thank you for uh, for calling that out for the for the people. Case in case when they go to type when they go into Spotify and they type it. Yeah. So if you type in long game Dave Gearhart, you might find that before you find us. But one day our goal is to also flip that. That's our second goal. Yeah, that's our second. This is a goals podcast today. This is a goal. This is a goals pod. Um, I had one more quick, real quick, real quick. We have to give a shout out. I don't know if you had this on your list, but to our first guest ever, your coach, Janko. First, I think first ever hole in one this past week down at uh, Cabot Citrus Farms, which oh, just opened. Oh man, Janko, shout out to you, man. Uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be listening to this. Shout out to you. We we got you on the pod. Uh, that's awesome. You know what's crazy? I I I think about we talk about we've talked about hole in ones often, right? Janko was on our show a month ago, and and as good of a player as he is, this guy can go deep. He's got a sixty two to his name. You know, he's probably like a plus a plus four if he's if he's really getting after it. Um, never had a hole in one. So congrats really? to you. How fun is that, by the way? When we talk about places to do it, like you go to a sick course with um, you know, with a good group. I know a couple of guys he was with, and you get a hole in one on that. You know, it's not it's not you playing with some random, you know, matchup on a Tuesday. You go for a, a good round and you get it. What a feeling. And I think he said, uh, I messaged him a little bit, but you, I think you sent this too. It was that that course is brand new. It was the first hole in one on that on that hole, maybe yeah, or the, their what, signature that's, hole. That's what he said on the gram. He said uh, on Instagram, he said it was the first one. So you gotta get um, a plaque for that or something. That's a big deal. I guess so. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not deep in the golf uh, architecture and, and industry world as we've talked about. But this is a course you've. What, what's the history? They have an amazing place up in Nova Scotia. Yeah, Cabot Cliffs. I think is okay. It's number one on my bucket list. It's uh, it's funny. My wife and I were looking once. Uh, before we had kids, she was like, well, if you really want to go to this place, I can go look for like spas in the area. There's not a spa within like, I don't know, 400 miles of that place. Um, oh, really? So that's it's like that. number one on my bucket list. Yeah. It's, is if that, you're going is there. That like, is that what Bandon is like? Like there's nothing around or is it even more dramatic? I don't know. I've never been out there, but I assume there's a little bit more civilization out Holy there. But shit. Some people this have told me, especially unbelievable. from, yeah, especially from the Northeast, like it's like a three hour flight from like Boston and then it's a three hour drive. It's like, you've got to be dedicated to get to this place. Um, but Cabot, that's the one in Nova Scotia up in Canada, but this is their first U S property. I think it's outside the Tampa area. Just, it's like a, I guess they call it like a soft opening. It's not even really open to the public yet. It's kind of a preview. Um, kind of, I got an email recently cause I'm on their, on their marketing list or whatever saying that I could request a tea time, but there's no chance I'd ever get it. They let me know a few days before. So somehow Janko got down there, hole in one, shout out to him. I think, I think we asked him in, in ROB if like hole in ones on par three courses counted. And he was he like, said, yes, really? until I get a real one or something like that. So, <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Only a, it took a, took a month for him to change his stance on that. That's but how real he was. Absolutely. They count. What a feeling. What a feeling. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what he shot. Janko will have to, we'll have to figure it out. I always think about what, you know, I want. I also want a hole in one. I want a hole in one on a day that I shoot like a good, a good, a good low seventies round. I'm, I can't go have an 80, 80, you know, eighty two, eighty one. Make a hole in one day. Right. I need it for real. I'm with you uh, because I don't have one case. I'm not like you, but well, right. you're probably one of the more uh, stand up people I've ever met because you always lead with I don't have one, but you do have one. But it was on a par three course. You say, and but, I was eight. I had yeah, but, I had but, driver. I know, eight, but but an eight year old on a par three course the the equivalent has got to be yeah, just it was as amazing. difficult. It was in the paper. It was in the paper. But uh, I, I want one now. Like, you know, when you go play yeah. in, I want to see I'm it. with you. And you. 
anyway, all right. Um, we had a weird golf tournament this week. Well, weird in the sense of you and I both realized you texted me on Wednesday and you're like, there's golf on right now. The farmers was, was moved up out of the week to rightfully so get out of the way of, uh, of Lamar Jackson and Taylor Swift. So that's right. Then here's a hot take. I, I didn't see coming. I didn't like it. I didn't like, well, not the tournament I'm talking about. I didn't like the Saturday finish. I know they've done this two years in a row. I think for like a dad, a Saturday night finish is even harder than a Sunday night finish. But I was watching the football yesterday and I kept, I mean, playoff football, especially these conference championship games, they're so brutal with the commercials and stuff. I kept having this instinct to go flip over to golf Mm. and there was nothing there. And it just felt unnatural not finishing on a Sunday. I, I, I thought the tournament was cool, but I, I was missing an I just something in my body it's like a it's like a natural alarm clock it's Sunday afternoon Sunday early evening golf should be on finishing yeah just I agree like I with you I, I feel the opposite though I made me on Saturday when it was Saturday night and I was watching I was like is it Sunday like what the, <laughs> it was tripping me out all day yeah. I'm like wait this is there's golf right now um what do you think about that that move as somebody who's interested in business and, and media? Just getting away from the NFL? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't even have the numbers in front of you, but uh, in front of me, but anytime you hear this, it's like the highest rated golf tournament of all time is like gets beaten by a week 3 NFL Thursday night football game. It's NFL Oh yeah. Game. I heard it makes I, so much sense. It's Yeah. But still I would have liked to have it on yesterday during the day, but it, it makes sense. It, I saw the LPGA tour didn't move their, their tournament. Um, so I'm sure and, they got crushed too. But people, look, people who want to watch golf, it's a good alternative if you're not into football. Who knows? It, it, does, it didn't help though that I didn't really pay much attention to it. And then maybe Friday afternoon, I looked into the leader, leaderboard and like this doesn't happen often. This is a PGA tour event. I didn't know... Outside of Hoygaard, I couldn't tell you any of the names on the on the first page of the leaderboard. And then this guy that won, Pavon, he could have been. I, I thought he was like a journeyman. <laughs> like he just, I'm like, oh, this this is just some random ass guy's been on tour forever. And then I happen to catch like the last couple holes, and they say he's a PGA Tour rookie. Like, wait, what? Yeah, but I think he is kind of a journeyman, or I don't think he's that old, but he's he's had a ton of starts on the DP world tour. So I think yep. he had a good year last year that got him into the tour this year. So it's funny. There's so there's like these Q school guys that are grinding that are, you know, in college or just out of college young guys. But then you can also get these guys that come over from, from the European tour. Um, so I think he's, I think they said he won, I don't have it in front of me, but he won his like 50th start on the DP tour, DP world yeah. tour, which got him or helped him get here. So he's got a lot of yeah. experience. Um, one of the more bizarre tattoos of all time, which has been covered. Oh, yeah, yeah I, was gonna, I just online. pulled this up. Casey sent me this. His got to be a bad translation. His, the top of his right hand, he has a tattoo that is. Uh, he's French. That he, he's he's been in America for for a couple of years, I guess. Who knows? Um, and on his right hand, he has the saliva that flows. The saliva that flows now will become the tears of joy tomorrow. Printed in English, on the top of his right hand in all caps. Casey will make a clip with this. And yeah, man, what does that mean? I don't know. It has to be a bad translation. Oh, the it saliva that flows now. Never get the word saliva tattooed look, on you. That's a hot take uh, for me. Look, I got to tell you something. I, I like sports. I love playing them. But I think I've just descended into a different being where like it is just... 
it feels when you zoom out and you think about life that uh, we take sports so seriously is just this like this mind fuck that I I can't I can't unsee and then a guy who plays golf for a living has a tattoo on his hand that says the saliva that flows now will become the tears of joy. Look, I believe in hard work. I believe in, you know, capitalism and all and, and go go make something awesome, but it's just fucking weird to me. It's it's very weird, but it worked. Hard to argue with results here. But to your point about the leaderboard being kind of underwhelming, it's hard for me to tell if this is like a product of the lived affections and we're just getting Ugh. thin. Or just the guys aren't playing well. Obviously, we didn't have Rory in the field next week or coming up this week, sorry, at the uh, Pebble Beach program. is going to be probably the best field they've ever had and all the best players because it's one of those signature events. But I don't know. Um, not a hot start to the season so far as far as brand names go, but um, maybe making some new notable names on tour to replace Check those this guys out. This was, this was um, actually finally like a, a normal number right they fit they, the the winner was 13 under if you go back the american express the winner nick dunlap 29 under sony open was 17 the yep. century chris kirk minus 29 i mean well, if you if you went back to last week i i we went through this and i said well next week you're going to see something in the in the 12 to 14 range there you got go, it 13 this i made the, no money off that but <laughs> You threw in a little Pavon. Uh, you threw in a little Pavon action, though. I didn't. I, I went a little bit on him, but um, not enough to to take away the sting of what I lost on Sam Burns the week before. But that's on me for betting on. All right, and Sam we're Burns. out to they're they're out to Pebble this this week. Have you played either Tory or Pebble? I've never no never been really out in that part. Is I've that a lot of time is that something the, that's interesting to you? Like this Pebble Beach? Where do those? I guess Tory and Peb, Pebble are different, but uh, do either of those have any like? lust if you could just if you could just go tomorrow would is that something you're interested in i wouldn't i i i think pebble would be on my list before tory uh but i i did see this this week do you know do you know what it costs to play pebble if you're just I, obviously most of the time you get to stay there but we're just talking about if you can get a tea time not Look, staying there what I'm, is the green for i'm green for? i'm ready to learn from you i'm literally ready to learn from you for real today isn't isn't this like just this prototypical like you're at a kid's gathering. You're with a bunch of other dads. They talk about golf. You get going. You know what it costs to play? You know what it costs to play a pebble? <laughs> so what is the answer? Take a guess. Take a guess. Um, well, there's something. I do know that everybody says you have, but you have to stay on site. Any, you can't mention the word pebble among golf. What's but the there, deal there is, I did find a fee outside of staying there. So just give me like okay, a green, so greens fee. I would yep. say it's 500 bucks. Six twenty-five plus a fifty-five dollar per cart. Twenty-five. But I saw something going around social media this week that there's room. I don't even know how rumors get out about this stuff, but <clears throat> rumors that it's going up to a thousand bucks next year, twenty twenty-five. Would Inflation. you would you spend a grand to play anywhere outside of Augusta? Maybe. Yes, probably. <laughs> Where? Where would you pay a thousand bucks to play? Look, I'm so I'm so addicted to golf right now and everything in golf is expensive and you could tell me it's five hundred dollars you could tell me it's nine hundred dollars like i i don't i don't know um so i would i would pay i would pay a thousand dollars for me though a thousand dollar round of golf has to be like a pebble level experience like it needs to be a day like pebble to me would be about 
the the memory like your whole life you see this course playing on tv you played on tiger woods now i played on track like Trackman. it's on it just it just is such a myth, myth mythical thing i would have a harder time like i'd have to have that kind of story it'd be harder for me to be like oh i'm playing some course in wisconsin you know it's amazing but it's it's blah blah it's got to be some like i see it in my head it's it's mythical right there's something about pebble beach that i know like i'd pay the thousand dollars i'd go i'd do this whole trip playing around it and i get to that what's the whole the seven the par three and i just shank three of them like i i wouldn't be able to hit enough balls there the the caddies be like we got to get going like (laughs) i blew this whole thousand dollars on these shots yeah that right because the course like look it looks amazing the course looks amazing but like that also Dangerous just too, right seems That's... to be the type of course that like it if you it could probably be a little bit rainy rainy with 30 mile an hour gusts the day you're playing and like it is no fun to go play golf in the wind and then to be at a place like pebble in the wind like hey guys we're having a real fucking good time and look, i've never done the scotland ireland trip but if you're you're going to spend a lot of money to do that, you're going to assume it's going to be bad weather. It's part of the experience, right? Yeah. If you're I, I if know you like, hit or miss out there, that's tough. I know maybe two people. I don't know. I'm not like that. I don't have that many friends that are into golf in this way. I know maybe two people who have done one of those like hardcore Ireland Scotland trips. Every one of them was like, dude, by the by the fourth day, like the third day, you're just so ready to go home. Yeah. You've had enough mutton for the week, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you're you're soaked, you're freezing, you're not hitting it good. Like, it seems awesome. You've been but... taking it from passive-aggressive asshole caddies, which is like everyone says is the best thing over there, like sarcastic right. Irish caddies. Right. But yeah, hey, but l- let me answer a different question. Would I would I put up the money to go to Pebble Beach and play 18 holes and film it for the future long game pod YouTube channel with you? Of, of course. Yeah, and so, we'll clip this part where we're saying I'll shank three of them in a row and it will, I'll, I'll fulfill that destiny. I can guarantee it. When we get there, when we get there. So anyway, how what, what do we know about the event this week? Good so, field, field is good or no? Big changes. Uh, and this is event for years. Like people, you always hear Pebble Beach is one of the iconic tour stops. But I think the last, 10, 15 years, it's kind of gotten, um, as far as prestige, kind of dragged down a little bit because the best players in the world weren't playing there and it and because they had this big pro-am as part of it. So this is where you'd see Bill Murray and the celebrities. And, and it's funny, I saw an article last week about this because this is now, um, it's going to be a signature, one of the signature events. It's the second of eight. So you get the best top whatever players in the, in the world, 70 or so. Um, and they're actually to make it more appealing for the pros to play. I think they cut it from 170 guys to down to 70 this year, or 180 to 80. But they've really set the bar higher for the the amateurs that are playing or the celebrities. It's just athletes now. There's no no more Bill Murray's. No wow. more. Um, yeah, they, the, the title I saw was like, bye-bye Bill Murray, Ray Romano, and Steve Young. <laughs> like, it's just going to be Scheffler. Uh, Great Murray, idea. It's Tom Brady. It's that's it's, a great idea. Don't you think right. it's a great marketing? That's a great marketing move for for them. It kind of like it up it ups this. I, I was just gonna say like in my head when we start talking about Pebble, you see Bill Murray. They talk about Bing Crosby history. Move on from that. This is hot. So, and and it's a, they've changed the AM part of this to two days, just Thursday Friday. So no AMs on the weekend. Um, there's the balloons again. The fucking balloons. One of my favorite favorite Why? parts of Zenca- We use Zencaster. If you if you're listening and you want to sponsor this pod and give us this account for free, let me know. But then you can check it on YouTube. Um, 
every time we raise our hands, there's don't, balloons. Don't you think up. this is this is a this is a cool move? Is this a good move? It feels like a good move. It, it is, and I think it made me think like this was so strategic. So when the tour came to them and said we want to make uh, this tournament a signature event, which means you're going to get way better fields than you've been getting recently. Um, that means cutting the field from 180 to 80. You're going to lose a lot of players, but you're going to lose a lot of the AMs too. But I, it made me think because because they're doing this and it's in a, in a move to attract better players. How how miserable do you think it is for them to play with amateurs in these things? Like the Amex to uh, last week with um, with Nick Dunlap winning, he was playing probably with some. I don't know, some credit card executive. He's trying to change his life and this guy's probably ratting it around the course. So I always wonder like how much of a pain in the ass are those? There's always the practice round pro-am things for these tournaments, like on Tuesday or Wednesday, but yeah. the ones that are actually in play, um, interesting. And then cutting it out for the weekend here <laughs> means that the best players can focus on, you know, watching um, or, or trying to win the tournament versus watching. You know, you know what I'm thinking about right now? There would be nobody funnier than to have you. You would be so nervous. I, you wouldn't even play a hole, I feel like. If you're with Nick, that like, just because you're like, you're like the kindest, like most courteous, like socially aware, like, yeah. you don't ever, like, I, I do picture there's got to be guys out there who are just literally just banging it around. They have no, come on, pick, pick it up, Jim. Let's go. You know, Nick, well, Nick Dunlap's be- trying to win a tournament here. That first, that first tee shot I had with like people lining the, the tee box, I'd be like, I'm just going to drop one. Like you're out of the tournament, then I'm like, I'm that's fine. I'm fine. I'm not here to kill anyone. Yeah, yeah, that is that is so true. That's that is a lot of pressure. Um, yeah, I don't think there's cuts got, this week either. Bigger purse no cuts. Um, um, so you know straight, made, it, straight. It has to be athletes, though. There's no actors, no celebrities. That's, that's what I I read, and I it, I haven't been able to find. We're recording this on Monday. No Macklemore. Is it Matt Macklemore? Is usually <laughs> Macklemore's here. Uh, Schoolboy no, Q. So. Right, I don't think there's any of those this week. No, um, wow. Even Blocky's probably sitting out this week. Uh, I was, uh, I haven't been able to find the list yet. I don't think, I don't think they've released it. Pro- probably, again, we're recording Monday morning. They're probably wait, we're waiting to see how last night's uh, football games go to see who they could cherry pick off these teams, oh, like a Kelsey or a Mahomes, if they had lost. Um, but I don't think Jared Goff is a golfer, so we'll see. No. Uh, hey, but, um, real quick, real quick Phil, Phil, oh, okay. go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm no, going to no, take no, go it somewhere different. I was going to say, Phil, about pro-ams, funny that yeah. you mentioned how much they hate that. In that Shipnuck book that I read about Phil, apparently there was something years ago where he won a big tournament, like in the in a leg of the FedEx Cup, and he didn't want to fly... He wanted to he he wanted to play in the tournament the next week in the FedEx Cup or whatever, but he didn't want to do the practice round. He just wanted to skip over all the bullshit and just go play. And he had just won and he withdrew from the from a FedEx Cup event legitimately because he didn't want to go muck it up in a in a program. And a big part of the changes that he wanted to make on the tour was like to cut out all that bullshit. And I do think that that would be exhausting. Obviously, it's part of the job, but like every week, you got to do these practice round programs and all this nonsense with the sponsors. Man, well, that's where a lot of the the money's coming from, right? But you know what? A good solution in Phil's eye to that was get in bed with some scary motherfuckers, as he would say, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now your you program gotta, partner is you uh, need, a okay, guy fine. with a Look, with a hacksaw in his office. Don't read the Phil book. You need to read the live 
the ship yeah. live book so i've been reading that it's amazing because it's not just a golf book he it's basically a history lesson he unpacks like he explains the u.s and saudi arabia arabia relationship 9-11 the bush administration in the 80s feeding weapons to the saudis he goes deep and i'm like seeing all this through a different lens now it's it's pretty fucking wild all right I can, i'm gonna take us from uh u.s saudi relations to tom brady real quick so just because uh, he's on this list of one of the confirmed people, it made me think of our uh, very brief, but um, our Tom Brady story. Do you remember this from oh, back in the day? Wow, Case, I was wondering if we'd ever get to tell this on the pod. Yes, want me to? So, want me? To, why don't you set it up for us? Sure. So Dave and I were playing um, at at my golf course in the Greater Boston area. Uh, TB it's called, uh, it's called New. It's called Newton Com. If you've ever been there, Newton Com and Sagamore Springs. Um, so. Uh, Tom Brady's father was a member for a bit at this club. Uh, but Dave and I played, we finished, we're having lunch and the club pro great guy comes over and he was just sitting kind of bullshitting with us. And he says, can you believe all these, these grown men acting like little kids over there just because Tom Brady's on the putting green. And Dave and I just look at each other and we're like playing off cool. We're like, yeah, that's ridiculous. He's a normal guy. Like you gotta give him some space. So the pro gets up and walks away. And Dave and I just kind of look at each other. I'm like, all right, you go to the bathroom. You pretend to go to the bathroom, go take a picture of him and then come back. Like we exactly, we acted the exact same way as we were just criticizing everyone else. <gasps> well, okay. But what was amazing about seeing him up there was like, that was like late July. The place was absolutely dead. We, we, we could have been the only people up there. That was insane. Do you remember the, the best part of it? And you could probably fact check this. It was Giselle's birthday. I feel he like I remember you looked that up. And he was Wow. He was so golfing. did we have a scoop? Early, we had a scoop before we had a scoop. Early signs of a stress test there, yeah. There were some Look, issues. That was probably for, seven or eight years before they got divorced, but case we reacted still. we were the only people up there. We see we go and we see Tom Brady's dad on the putting green. There was nobody around. Sure, we scrambled into the bathroom to take a photo. Do you know how many uncomfortable hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, what? Hold on. Hold on. What? We didn't scramble into the bathroom to take a photo of Tom Brady in the bathroom. That's how that just came out. <laughs> where the bathroom is is a window. You could see the putting green. We took a touch. Let's make yeah, that we, clear. Yeah, I sent. Yeah, I sent. Uh, I, I reached under the stall and and anyway, kid in high school got kid in high school got suspended for that. You <laughs> can't can't stick a smartphone under 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 a camera. No, no. I'm, that's <laughs> so, we don't we don't endorse that on this podcast. No, no, no. So so anyway, so we saw him. I will say though. We reacted in the most like mature way. Do you know how many people talk about? We've talked about this on an early podcast. How we would act if you meet somebody famous? How many people would? Oh, I'm gonna fucking run down there. You know the the amount of people that had to run down there and make an uncomfortable situation. Where like we were like, no, this is almost so cool. He's just there with his dad. Like we're not gonna go down and be like, Tom, hey, what? Uh, how you doing? The coolest thing you can do around someone who's super famous is just not acknowledge them. Oh, yeah. Because then I want them to be like, but who's that guy? Who are you? Yeah, that guy doesn't want my attention. I'm going to become best friends with him. It's dating that's, 101. That's how we became best friends with Tom Brady. Yeah. That um, was so great. Oh, wait, I have go... a follow-on story for yeah, this. This is, I play golf with a guy up here. He says to me, he goes, uh, and he's he has a buddy. I remember the story. I played, with this guy. I played with this guy twice, and he's told me the same story each time. So... He has a buddy, uh, his his uncle or something, or his cousin. He he lives down in that area. He's also a member at the same club you're at. 
And he tells me, he goes, yeah, yeah. And, and at that place, Tom Brady Sr. is a member. And one time we're down there and we're playing and we go in the locker room and I'm talking to Tom Brady Sr. at his, at his locker and he, he takes his ring out of his locker. He looks at the guy. He puts his, I'm not even going to do it because it's sick. He puts his ring finger in his mouth, licks his finger clean, takes his ring out of his locker, puts it on and goes, sorry, what were you saying? Wow. Yeah, that's a mic drop. This guy's told me the exact same story twice. And so I, I, can't, I don't know if that's true. I'm, I'm assuming he wouldn't lie about that. But there you go. Two Tom Brady junior and senior stories in one day for you. Love that. Love that. Um, back to the AT&T. We, we skipped over the sponsor, title sponsor challenge, but I think you're pretty good with that. Do you have yeah. AT&T up in Vermont? Do they, or you have like a satellite phone? How does it work? Do you have service up there? <laughs> yeah, we have Starlink. Thanks to Elon Musk. Everybody hates Elon. I love him. Uh, but do you really, really have Starlink? So no, we we don't. We live in an area where I just have Verizon. Maybe you heard, maybe yeah. you've heard of it. But where yeah. Exit Five is, where my in laws live, until about two years ago, the whole time we were dating, they had no legitimately no service at their house, and they sent up Starlink, and now they have insanely fast internet, and it's pretty it's, fucking cool. It's so funny. I have a in law parent house upstate Vermont situation as well. Zero zero service there, also. So maybe we'll get into the Starlink game. And again, if they want to, if Starlink wants to sponsor the pod, we'd be, we'd be happy to have Elon. Sure. Nikki golfs? I don't think he has the patience uh, for that. I don't think time. he does. No, you can't no. golf if you work 20 hours a day. No, I'm with you. Um, All right. Do we, so do we Amex stuff? Talk about uh, sorry, everything. Sorry, not Amex. The, the Pebble Beach uh, thing this week. We can get into picks in a second. Yeah. Um, anything else there? You've never been no. out there, right? I, I didn't ask you that. I've never been out there. I've always said it as the like oh if you could go play one call like oh, i'd love to take my dad and go to pebble beach but i don't yeah. i don't even know if that's true I, I would need to do some more research yeah um one thing here I, this is last week i'm at a bar um sitting at the bar with my wife having dinner and there's a guy next to me talking to his wife and i'm just eavesdropping and he's he's talking about going out to this event i don't know who he is i don't know what he does but he was talking about going out to this event and his exact quotes i took notes he said i'm just going for the free rolex <laughs> what? and then he also said this you like this he also said later in the conversation and i don't know what any of this means i didn't pick up any context whatever he said yeah i want to go to the masters but he wants to go to sweden that week so my a little bell went off in my head i was like sweden maybe there's some synergy here i know we're huge in sweden um but this guy it just i don't know who the guy was he probably works in some kind of works for someone who sponsors that or whatever um but that just kind of gave me a little bit of a vibe of the weekend there, maybe. I'm just, a lot of guys there, just there for the free Rolex. No idea what yeah. that means, but. A lot of Malbon at this event, I bet. Yeah. Um, this man, is elevated. Mal this is what, this is a big time event then. This is the first, yeah. this is the first big one of the year? Second. The first one was the Century. Ah, yeah, but, whatever. But you can skip, I think, one or two. So Rory had skipped that first yeah. one, but he's back for this yeah. one because he's so we got dominating everybody. in Dubai for two weeks. <laughs> we got everybody. We got 20 of the, 30 of the basically every top player in the world yeah i mean the, the the point of these of these tournaments were yeah. to get the best players in the world playing against each other more often and that was these yeah. eight events and they gave again gave them some leeway on they could miss one or two if they had different commitments but yeah, this yeah. was kind of the reaction to live when All they right. came up oh with cool i'm excited now case you know what you're really doing your job as the uh, as the half of this podcast you're really holding us down with the tournament like Tournament knowledge. I feel like you come you come well prepared. I appreciate that. Yeah, my, um, my full time job is clipping uh, Anthony Kim highlights, but my my part time job is prepping for this. 
Um, you want to do some t- picks? Talk about that for, yeah, let's do picks for a second. But isn't that funny? So Case, so uh, Casey has been on Anthony Kim for forever. He's texting me this week. And this week, in the past week, who knows when this is going to come up, but the past week, this this rumor, this rumor about Anthony Kim coming back and going to live or PJ Tour circulated on the internet. Casey happened to have, this is, tells you what about him, a complete sicko. A, a month ago or something, he says he happens to have the, he happens to get a notification that there's an Anthony Kim Ryder Cup. The 2008 Ryder Cup is on. So he DVRs it. There's a documentary it. on it, on the golf Docu- channel. channel yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, so you, so you, 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 you filmed the documentary. That's what it is. Yeah, so, so I, that was probably like two or three weeks ago. I was just watching golf channel one night and that was on, it was the 08 Ryder cup. Uh, is, I think it was called, I don't, I don't even know. It was some golf channel production. It had a lot of, uh, interviews with like a zinger. It was, it was pretty well made, but I'd never seen it before. And I, I was telling you, that's like the only Ryder cup since whatever one was before the 99 Brookline one, which really got me into it. Um, that was the first Ryder cup that I really hadn't watched. I was in college and, I just wasn't tuned in that that day, but I remember catching a little bit of it. But I don't remember too much of the. Um, there's not a lot of lasting memories from that. It's probably one of the more or the least um, star power on a U.S. Ryder Cup team in the last I don't know 40 years. It was it's a lot of Boo Weeklies and those kind of guys, but they they really play well. But this was, of course, I had forgotten where Anthony Kim really kind of um, announced himself as as like a the next Tiger, just the way he played, but there was two things I'd never seen before. I didn't remember was one was when he walked off the green after beating Sergio, like five and four going to the next tee and had no idea. But I had this on my notes last week to talk to you about before any of this AK stuff even came out. It's crazy. It's amazing. Uh, so, and then there's anyway. this thing about him, him saying, um, he was gonna whoop Sergio's ass. But anyway, there was this, as soon as the news broke last week that Anthony Kim was maybe, uh, in talks to come back to the tour or, or live. Uh, I just wanted to like put that out because one of my favorite clips of, of Azinger saying like, I told you I was going to whoop that ass, like quoting Anthony Kim. And I couldn't find it anywhere online, anywhere. So I'm like, how do I rip this off my DVR? So I set up like four chairs and like something and I re- screen recorded it with my iPhone, which is, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there saying like, there's a lot easier ways to do that, but I just posted it. And <laughs> let me tell you, the people are hungry for Anthony Kim uh content because that went super viral for us it went super viral and like just people are i'm like i kept checking my twitter and i'm like getting all these mentions and i'm like what the heck are these people talking about and i see twenty five thousand views fifty thousand views a hundred thousand views it's at one hundred forty four thousand views which is amazing anyway go 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 and check out the long game podcast um on twitter so the field is great this week we got all the best guys in the world let's let's do our draft case so why don't we do our picks? So as everyone who follows the show knows, we've been doing this season-long grinders tour thing where we try to pick three guys outside the top 150. And when you have an event with only 80 people, you're not going to get, I think there's only four guys outside the top 150. So we're going to give Dave his wish so he can pick Patrick Cantlay. Um, you can pick anyone here. Uh, you won last week, just real quick, uh, at the Farmers. I had picked Jonathan uh, Vegas, Johnny Vegas, Daniel Berger, and Kevin Streelman. Johnny Vegas and Daniel Berger missed the cut and Kevin Streelman withdrew after hurting his back after coming out of the rough one day. So I made $0 for the second week in a row in this thing. Uh, yeah, you had Davis Riley cut, but Maverick McNeely finished tied for 37th. That was $40,000 for you. Cool. And Parker Cootie, which I didn't know there was a couple of Cooties in the, uh, couple in of the them. field did last I pick, week. Did I pick the right one? 
I think so. Parker, I believe, tied for 25th, 66000 What was it? $66,262. I've never seen this. And 50 cents. Never seen the cents included on the on the money list. But add those together. You picked up about 100 grand on me this week. You're still down uh, about, I don't know, 1.2 or 1.3 million. So After picking these guys, huge, huge purse this week. Maybe you can make a, a hey, comeback. I'll give quick, you... How many- how many events does somebody like a Parker Cootie, how many do, does he play in in a year, do you think? Um, what tour? I assume he's, is he full-time status or is he? Uh, let's just say all in money, tournaments where he could earn 60, 60 grand. Basically, I want to see like, how is that, how can, what, what kind of living can you make? So give me a number. He made 62 grand this week, this week. Let's say he does that every, every week this year. How many tournaments is that going to be? Again, I don't know what he's qualified for, but I'm going to guess 20? 15 to 20, yeah. Yeah. So that'd be a cool 1.24. If he plays in 20 tournaments, he brings in 60 grand a tournament. Well, that's a pretty good way to after that's a good way to make it. That's a good after taxes. After taxes, it's basically nothing, but you're right, yeah. Case. Yeah, you're breaking it. It's not a, not a bad way to make a living. You know, make a cool one and a half, $1.2 million by finishing in the top 30 of a PGA Tour event every week. There's, that's like a, that's the mule class, I guess, as they call it. And, and again, think of all those guys from like the 80s and 90s. It's crazy. Who are probably like giving lessons still. They're probably not too happy about yeah. their All right, so their, I, I got the first pick. Pre-tire. Well, I got the you won last pick. week. I'll give you choice. You want first or... And let's see if we can figure out how a snake draft, draft works this week. But yeah. you, you can go first. Um, no, I'm going to defer because I don't think you're going to pick my guy. So I'm going to get him. Uh, so defer. Interesting. Well, I'm going to pick my guy. I'm taking Rory anytime I can. So okay. Rory, welcome to... Oh, this is big. This is the first time you've been able to pick Rory. Yep, and you get you get two here. I'm still not familiar. Um, I'm gonna take uh Scotty and come Ooh. on, I'm gonna take Mr. P, Patrick Cantley. By the way, he does have a new hat. We brought this up a few weeks ago. It may be um still gold uh what was he? Not Goldman Sachs. Albon? Well it was Goldman, right? But it's a different yeah. no, it maybe it's a different, I don't know. Maybe they have some Patrick new brand Cantley. within there, but I'm telling you it was a new hat because he's got DeWalt on the <laughs> side because he's a he's a handyman. Uh, all right, he went Scotty Cantley, I had Rory, so I got two here. I'm going to shock you a little bit here. I'm going to take Max Homa just because he's a California kid. Um, but I'm actually, well, I don't know if he's still outside though, whatever, but I'm going to take one of your picks from last week. I'm going to pick Maverick McNeely. I could pick anyone here, top 80. I'm going Maverick McNeely. Just because as a fan of datagolf.com, you can go over great course history tools. Maverick McNeely, almost a shot and a half stroke gain um, at Pebble Beach. One of the one of the top guys performing in the last five years. So I'm gonna hope that continues and try to take some of the magic he had last week. So wow, don't don't hurt him, Case. Pulling out some strokes gained here to inform your picks. Okay. I, I made zero dollars the last two weeks, so I gotta Got to get this started up again. All right, you got All one right. more. Don't let him get hot. I got one more. I like how you went, <clears throat> excuse me. I like how you went a little bit down the leaderboard. <clears throat> uh, as I scroll past Lucas Glover and I don't, I don't do the deed. Um, you know what? I, I, I'm going to get me, I'm going to, you know what, Case? I'm going to get me some Malbon action this week. I'm going to take wow. Jason Day. I'm going to get, let's watch, let's follow Jason Day this weekend. So, I'll give him the heart and I'll get an olive branch to guys. potential guests. Yeah. We, we want to let you know that, that um, if you're open to sponsoring, we'll have you, but all right, I got, I got Scheffler can't lay in. Melbourne. Would you wear the pants 
if they sponsored you? You have to wear them all year. Anytime you play golf. Absolutely. Yeah? Okay. Well, absolutely. Dave is open for business. Good to know. Absolutely. I'm trying to, on my other, on the Exit 5 podcast, we're trying to find out uh, if, I, if I can wear somebody's hat and we can monetize a, a hat. Do you want us to pay you to wear the long game hat? <laughs> Do you have enough? Well, if the, at the rate that you keep losing money gambling on golf, there's, there's not going to be any budget there. Yeah, that's true. Um, two quick things, uh, or just two two tournaments coming up that are after this. I think we're getting into that really good groove, but this tournament, I don't have a lot of history with, be- again, because it was such a shit show with Bill Murray and who was leading, and it was kind of a, a poor field, so or not a star-studded field. Now we're into this, but next week we've got the waste management. And then in two weeks, you've got uh, Riviera, which is, those are two great tournaments in a row. But Mike, one of the questions for you, you're very anti um, kind of the drinking bro golf stuff. How, yep. do, how do you feel about the waste management? Do you enjoy watching that? Yeah, I, I think it's, I think throwing beer cans is dumb. Like, and not, it just, I, I don't know. It looks like it's just the, the whole concept of that whole. The, the concept, concept of that whole, cool. I, the concept of that whole is cool. Like, do I like the concept of a crowd? Of course, it's that's unbelievable. Watching people go nuts at a golf tournament when somebody hits a shot is, is awesome. Uh, the the like the DJ and like people like pumping up the crowd is a little bit too much for me. And I'm not even like a golf purist. It's just like corny. It's just like over overly done. I, I think like letting people be wild and cheer and and like boo for for shots there is is all you need to make it interesting yeah. but and you're a, you're a big marketing guy it's it's always interesting to see like those practice rounds are, are like you know some taylor mabel debut some new driver or whatever and the guys are like giving them throw them in the crowd in the practice round so it's almost like a product launch hole in itself yeah. we can get more into this next week because we'll preview yeah. it and i've actually played that course before uh, which is interesting. I think you need were... to do. I think you need to come up with. You need. You need to bring like top three moment, top three most insane moments from that hole next week, and we can discuss. Oh well, I mean the Tiger hole in one is easily by. Far. That's yeah, what they, I mean. Now you got. Let's. I don't remember all these. Let's yeah, replay yeah, yeah. them. Yep. Um, okay. And just because I brought up Riviera, that's going to be awesome too. Because I think we uh, we mentioned this when Tiger announced his, his or didn't announce his his departure from Nike. Just kind of put out a. A, a weird blank statement, but he had see mentioned in, in that statement, see you in LA. And I don't think we've talked about Sunday red, um, the logo. So that would be fun to, to see how he, I don't know how he's going to yeah. debut there. If he and has like a big, like robe on and throws it off. He's got the, all the new gear. I don't know. Hi, Rigsy. Yeah. Rigsy. Uh, I think he, and he's playing like, he's not just hosting. He's going to play. Well, they haven't announced that yet, but they usually wait till, you know, a few days before to get everyone all riled up. So, he'll, but I mean, he's not just going to, you know, be there and like be like, ha ha, my new clothes are on me. <laughs> and, and is that, is that, wait, if I have the dates wrong, is that, is that lining up with the Super Bowl? Did they do, did they do Saturday finish with that too? No. Who knows? We'll check in next week. We're, we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but yeah, we are. You that's are. in two weeks. I because I, I remember they did something with Riviera a few years ago where they were changed the time and it was more of a late finish, which is cool because right. it was yeah. So tune in next week to see what time the <laughs> the tournament. Yeah. Is. And before we move on from PGA stuff, real quick, we should mention um, news kind of just came out this morning that Terrell Hatton is off to live. Huge loss for 
I was thinking a huge, huge loss for Boston Common Golf, but why would that affect the virtual league? I don't think those two are, are connected. So maybe he's still, still there. But yeah, the two big defections this week, and, and Liv's season starts this weekend. They didn't even have anything figured out to last Apparently, night. Apparently, I bet you Ed Hovland is going next. No, I think they're, I think they're full. If they, I, don't, I do my best to try not to understand the format, but I guess it's all these teams of four, and Rom was missing one, and some other team was missing one. So that's where that guy, Adam, what is his name? Uh, Moronic, what, whatever it was. He's, Adrian he's, Moronk. Yeah, that, there you go. Great uh, factual podcast we have here, but... He's got. He's off, and then Hatton just joined. Uh, Look, I only subscribe. I only follow nuclear golf. If it ain't on nuclear golf, it didn't happen. Those are friends of the pod too. We'd love to have those guys on. We'd love to hear their backstory. But um, nuclear golf feels like it could be wrong fifty percent of the time. But it's like the way they deliver the news is like it's like the alert emoji. They're like breaking news. Like, well, they also have this industry where they have. This will make you laugh. They have trackers for everyone. So, I you know, know. Tiger Tracker. They have like Terrell Hatton Tracker. And it's you look, it's got like 4,000 followers. Like who, who's who's following Terrell Hatton what, shot like, to what, shot? And like, what's the infrastructure? Do they have this team of like, you know, all right, you, you tell like, hey, Bob, you manage like these 20 players. God, imagine so, having to manage all those accounts. We'll, we'll take you under the hood a little bit here, but we've had some conversations with the guys over there about coming on the pod. And they're, we're, they're just focused on, on growing their brand right now. But they yeah. said at some point they'd like to come on and talk about it. So... Uh, it'd be interesting to to figure out All right, well, how that works. But I will say golf, this: you guys have an open invite. Whoever's your copywriter, I need to talk to them. Yep, and and also, um, I think it was Nuclear Golf. I don't know. Uh, some maybe there maybe it's not affiliated, but I saw out of our AK um, viral tweet that we had we got followed by Anthony Kim Tracker, which is hilarious oh, because shit. he hasn't hit a golf shot to track in what fourteen years, and who knows when the next one will be. But there is a Anthony Kim tracker ready to go whenever he plays again. Um, but the rumor is, I guess Liv can have some single players in tournaments too. And the rumor is he may be in Liv this weekend. Um, and we didn't touch on this, but as much as I hate Liv, it's the only place for for AK, right? Doesn't make sense for him to go anywhere else. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make Because PJ sense. Tour can't pay him like no. an up, up front sum that would help satisfy yeah. the insurance money he had to pay back. And yeah, Liv they would say, here's they, 10, you don't 10 get million. paid. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to play. He hasn't played for whatever reason. If you go on the PGA Tour right now, you literally have to earn your money, and it's probably nerve wracking as heck. And it would be such a spectacle. It seems to be that they're just throwing money at you. So hey, here's twenty million guaranteed, and we get to market and promote the return of this mythical golfer. Yeah, it's genius. But isn't it fun? Like you won't turn it as of right now. You're not tuning into Live this weekend to watch Rom, right? Like to no. specifically see how he does, right? You don't care. Are they playing? Is there a Live tournament? Yeah, it's the season kicks off this week in Mexico. So there tells you everything. And I tune think. into our live podcast if you want want us to go deeper on that. But. but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like I love golf and I would enjoy watching John Rom play golf. I'm but just, you're not going out of your way to find it, right? I mean, no. I'm like you're not like Rom's debuting. I had to go. But my point is, if Anthony Kim's playing this weekend, you're going to tune in, right? Isn't that yeah. funny that Anthony Kim can move that needle, but like one of the the number one or number two golfer in the world? Yeah. Can't it's interesting. For, I don't know the, uh, any any of these moves. Whatever. I'm just like whatever, whatever. This both they're of all going to be back together. That's what I mean, and that's why like everyone just jumps jumps now. So whatever, whatever, whatever. All right. Um, I asked you uh, if you you've been teasing this to me for a while, but to tell a story oh, about you breaking par or shooting par for the first time, and I had something um, in this kind of vein too. So I want to. We're going to go back to story time, and before we do. 
Any follow-up from last week's story time? You still remember your club? Any fight set up? We made it, made it out of that clean? No, I would I would love, yeah, I would love. What, all the smoke, you can bring it. I'll be there waiting in my RAV4 for you. All right, if you missed <laughs> last week's uh, story time with Dave, he told a great story about storming off a golf course that you should go back uh, and check out. But go ahead, give all, a story time I this week. I got all hot and bothered. Okay, so story for, story, uh, story for you this week. And this is... This just goes into like how how much is golf about mental, you know, how much of the mental part is there really in, in the game of golf, and that's why it's so unique. Um, two years ago, I got into I got into I almost said professional golf. I've got into competitive golf for the first time, meaning like uh, started to play in you know actual tournaments where you have to put the ball in the hole, and if you hit it OB three times, you don't get to just write a number down and playing by the rules of golf and it's great. And, uh, I've gotten a lot, I've gotten a lot better at golf over the years, but I really wanted to like, to me, none of that is real unless you can do it in a competitive round. You know, every, everybody's got that round. Oh, I, you know, play with my buddies and I shot 78. Like, okay, I was that guy, but I'd also always go shoot 88 and 85. And I wanted to like put myself to the test and actually try to try to get better in a competitive environment. So all around Vermont, they have these like one day tournaments they're called state days and they're not super competitive but there is like a you keep the score on golf genius somebody else is keeping your scorecard you're gonna you have to post the score and it's more of a way to like get golfers around the state you get to just go play at all these different courses that you might not be able to get on right and so or just whatever basically 12 12 times in the summer there's a monday tournament there's like a kind of shittier course down down the a couple miles away from me um and I play there every now and then. They had a tournament there on this Monday. I had just finished up playing at the club championship at the place that I played, and I played awful. Like played 85, 83, 83. I was like, man, I just spent so much time practicing. I didn't get any better. Fuck this. Like golf is golf is so frustrating. I promise I won't tie my uh, my self-worth into my golf scoring, but that's how it goes sometimes, right? Yeah. And th- I had just felt like I was like burnt out. I wasn't home a lot the last couple of days because I played. We played Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This thing was on Monday. And I was like, man, fuck this. The last thing in the world I want to go do is play more golf right now. Like I don't want to see my clubs forever. And I was going to just cancel and not show up. And then that morning I was like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go. I'm going to have no expectations. I drove to the course. My tee time was at 8.20. I got to the course for a tournament at 8.18. I put my shoes on. I went to the first hole. It's you hit an iron off the first hole. I just all right, here we go. I hit a I hit like a six iron. I hit and then I hit my approach shot to right on the edge of the cup. And I tapped it in. And I walked, I was walking to the second tee, and I'm like, 30 minutes ago, I was at my house being like, I'm not gonna go to this thing. And like I didn't warm up, and all of a sudden I'm one under and I made a birdie on the first hole. And I was like, holy shit. I went to the next hole, I made another birdie. And I was like, Okay. And I ended up making some bogeys. Long story short, I made six birdies on the day and six bogeys on the day. And I shot even par. And then three and a half, four hours later, I'm standing in in the parking lot and I'm like, what the hell just happened? And that was like the most insane feeling because I'm like, how can the same guy who just shot 85 yesterday and you got a, you were there an hour before and you ate this breakfast and you warmed up today, you literally strolled out of bed and you, you made six birdies today. And that to me just tells me everything about golf. 
Yeah, it, it very uh, reminds me of Rory at that Ryder Cup at Medina, right? I think it was Medina where he met his wife. He was he rolled out of the bed like five minutes before he got a police. Do you have a police escort to the first tee or no? You just <laughs> I did. You were good. Yeah, it's me me driving fifty, like you know, one hand on the wheel, eating a bacon, egg, and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's your low, right? Is that a seventy-two? Uh, that was yeah. No, my low is I, I have one. I have two. I have two rounds under par. I've shot one under at two different courses and. That's my low, but this—that th- was the most birdies I ever made in a round. Six. Well, what was, was what was the second most? If six is your most, was this like um, a significantly like was it three or four or? or yeah, I think I've, I think I I don't I can't remember making five. I think four. Usually four is a really good is a really good round. Yeah, um, this is this is great though. This this feeds right into something I have. But real quick too, I th- I feel like years ago. It was this a couple of years ago? I feel like you told me something where on the last hole you like had a lost ball, you thought, and then you had a bunch of people helping you look for it and you found it so you could like make the par to stay oh, under yeah. par. Is that a different story? That, uh, I shot, I shot even. Uh, yeah, that, that was actually either I shot even or one under that, but that, that was a day. There was this, this guy at where we play, it gets together like a Saturday morning game and you just get paired with three random guys and you each become a team and there's maybe 20 or 20 people in it. It was so fun. This was such a good golf story because I only knew one of the other guys in the group. And by the 18th hole, we were like best friends. And we had this bonding experience of nobody else in the group was playing really well. I was just blacked out. And yeah. I was like, I was like one under through through 15. And then we lost my, I couldn't find my ball in a bush. And no joke, I had four guys like on their hands and knees and they were like, we got it. And everyone went nuts and high-fived. And I ended up getting up and down from there to save par. And every, it was like, it was so much fun. Like those moments are when you have a good group like that is so much fun. Uh, so the question I had coming off of that, which is a great story for this is something I saw that really resonated with me or not personally me, but a couple months ago was, do you ever see Bryson talking about learning how to shoot under par? Now again, my... Yes. Yeah, my, my thing is I'm like a my lowest score is a 77, so I'm nowhere near this. That was a again a blackout day, like you're saying, where things all just line up. I'm trying to get down from like a nine ten handicap, but for someone like yourself, I want you to try to do it this spring. But you've seen the Bryson thing where he says you should play from the Reds. Right? I want to do this. We've talked about this, Eddie. Shout out to Eddie. Eddie's listening right now somewhere. But um, I've wanted to do this. I'd love to take like one of my regular Wednesday games and go up to the Reds and just and and try to go low. I think it's I think it's not going to be as easy as I think it is in my head because so much of the scoring is going to happen. The, the short clubs are still going to be the short clubs and that's where you score. Yeah, and his point, and you should go find the clip if, if you're interested, he, he talks about how that's what he did. It, it helped him learn how to, it's a whole different game trying to learn how to score and stay under yeah. par, right? Yeah. And he was saying yeah. the best way to do it there's, is move up to the reds. Like people think there's that's actually, like... Um, there's a course up here. Uh, there's a part, there's a, it's essentially a par three course, right? It's like a, they have a couple par fours. It's like a, maybe a par 60 or something like that. And I love playing there because you just hit irons all day. And that really like teeing off, teeing off with an eight iron to a green all day makes you so much better. And I feel like you, you learn, especially with the short clubs. Uh, so I love that idea. That would be, it's a shame. We we should go film. We should go film that you and me playing from the, yeah. Well, there'd be, I, I, it makes me really want to like, well, I would probably rat it no matter what, but like seeing someone like you would be interesting to see like, if you did that, if that was something you just mix into your thing, like if you play four times a week, you'd mix it in once a week. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, the the challenge though is like, even if I hit it, even if I hit it good, like it's always going to be putting. 
it's always going to be putting. Like when I, like on on a, on that day that I made six birdies, as an example, like I hit it close a bunch of times, but like you make an unexpected fifteen footer, and you're just like, right. shit. Okay, it's going to be one of those days. Yeah, you got to steal a few. You guys, I love that. Steal a few. Oh, yeah. Well, when you're me, you're definitely stealing a few. Um, that's funny though. It's funny you'd you'd heard that clip too. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, bright. Bryson's slowly coming back into my good graces. Uh, yeah, have you? I've been sending you some of the stuff. He's doing awesome. He's doing awesome, like genuinely helpful content on YouTube. He has this great video right now that he put out, which is like how to how to work how to work on your game at home, and you can do it all with basically like no equipment. He's just and he, it's not douchey. He's just like making like genuinely helpful stuff, and it's the reason that I love Phil. I love hearing guys geek out about golf. Uh, I also sends my brain in like 50 different directions because I'm like, oh, maybe I should do that and do this and do this and do that. But I love learning that stuff. Yeah. All right. You, I got to make the case, but you have some uh, inner OBs you want to do before we wrap? Um, yeah, I have, I, have, uh, I have two quick ones. One quick comment. Um, I sent in, I found my, I don't know if I told you this, but when I was home over Thanksgiving, I found my putter from high school, Scotty. I sent it in and I just sent them a message to get an update on it. I sent it in December and the shit, it's going to come back to me on uh, April 20th. Wow. You know, it's funny. I just saw Sergio posted a video of, he like, he sent one in like last week and it came back like a day later. They just did a, Fuck, I, he may have a little more, uh, you know, oomph than yeah, you at so, this point. So anyway, you're, you, me seeing your hoodie today made me think of that. Uh, my real quick inner OB for you right now, is it inner OB to wear gear from your country club or a country club uh what was the question is it what is it douchey? inner ob to to wear no you oh. said douchey i said is it inner ob to wear branded country club gear well here's how i'll, I'll answer that the other day i was saying to my wife like i think i need to get like new clothes she goes well where do you shop for clothes and i said the the pro shop usually at my golf course so um, I'm going to say <laughs> I'm in on that because yeah. half of the shit I own is that. I try not to wear it a lot on here to become, uh, uh, you know, typecast as, as that guy. But um, it's half, half. I like the stuff. My course is a cool logo, but also it's half. I don't find myself in like clothing yeah. departments very often. And when sure. I do, it's at a golf course sometimes. So sure. like, I need fair. a new jacket, I guess. Yeah. It's like the equivalent of like wearing like a club basketball team hoodie and in, in, uh, in yeah. I mean, you wear like school. you wear stuff from college, like your college baseball stuff at all. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Do you wear country club stuff? Uh, I do, but I prefer. I think you're you have you have an awesome logo. Uh, I think like if it's a and good by the way, logo, this is a this is a great logo too. Old sandwich I'm wearing. I'm not. I yeah, do not out. belong there. I got to, love someone to get... snuck me on there once, but. We just talked, we talked about that with, uh, who do we, we talk about JJ Reddick or something like that, or you sent that article. Anyway. Oh, he played um, like the member guest or something, yeah. I think something like that is great, yeah. If it, if it's spelled out, I don't like it. If it's a good logo, then, then, um, it's, it's in, inbounds for me. All right. What's Does it matter if it's your, if it's your club versus a different club? No, no, definitely not. Like if I was, a, if I was a member at, uh, I don't know, what's a good course? Pine Valley? Yeah. I don't, know if you can, I don't know if you can leave the course with that gear. That's so private there, though. Like, oh, Dave, you got the Pine Valley hat? Yeah, I know a guy. There was another inner OB that we had sent each other this week, uh, which I think we already know how we align on it, though, but it's a good message for everyone else out there. I think it was, uh, we were talking about inner OB 
teeing off out of turn, which is we're both in on because keep it moving, right? There's a lot of people who'd be like, well, I, you know, you scored better than me. It's like get up on the tee box and hit whoever's ready. Ready golf, right? That's what we're oh, endorsing. Drives me nuts. Yeah. Get on the tee and hit. And you're you're never going to offend somebody. And even if but don't do this in a tournament, slow, right? No, but no, but you you can also just say yes. You even in a tournament, you can be like, hey, if yeah. I think it's fine. I think especially if it's like if somebody else is like you know has a sandwich and they're putting it down, or you know, like especially in those situations, like you need to look around and be aware of the group and be like, hey guys, I'm just gonna go right. Or if someone's uh, the scorekeeper, yeah, exactly. And like if you think that someone is an asshole because they went, you're an asshole, right? Um, all right, I got a quick make the case. I'm going to make the case for a, an idea here for you. Um, you play, like like myself, you played high school golf, right? Yeah, I did. You play four years, three years, how long? How many play? Every, every year, yeah, yeah, four yeah, years. Same, four years. Um, what, I think I asked you this a few weeks ago, but did your parents ever, your parents ever show up to the course? And what was the most amount of people ever watched you play in high school like? Did it was there just like none. people who were alternates in the coach, right? Maybe, maybe none. We all could have walked in after nine and told everyone that we shot 29, and everyone okay. would be like, Great. So, like myself, too, you played high school basketball, right? Yep. How many people would go to those games? Well, it's a sensitive subject case, but uh, there'd 50? be a lot of people, right? Oh, really? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean. You can get like, but you have like your student section and stuff, right? Like we had yeah, the, a couple hundred people I've, at games. And there stuff. were basketball games in in high school where there were like hundreds big of ones. people, yeah. right? Why, why, why can't we have uh, like high school galleries at high school tournaments? I want Let's like let let everyone go, let all your friends go. That would be sick. Like the the, <laughs> the idiots who are making inappropriate chants and stuff. Like this have like oh a gallery God. behind nine, right? Because yeah. they don't play eighteen. Yeah. Or and you can walk the course like it's same rules as basketball. If you're going to start cursing in front of a yeah. bunch of sixteen year olds, you're going to get kicked out. But right, why why great shouldn't idea. there be more electric environment for like I don't even know collegiately if there's that many um, if they let people on there. I don't no, know. Like and you know what? It would been. be a it'd be a fun activity. It'd be a fun activity. Like if you are in high school. Would you rather go and, well, maybe you're not, you're going to go sit in a gym for two and a half hours? Or like, what if you could be outside in nature, walking while cheering and rooting for your buddies? I like this case. I think you're, I think you might be onto something. What do you and think? Why, why, why has nobody done it? Well, I think probably uh, the biggest reason is the high schools own their gym and the high schools aren't owning golf courses, right? So you're going to yeah. have to let the courses agree to let these Someone's idiots gonna come have on the to course. Be I'm going to call them idiots because for... I think. We've but been there. I think I'd like it more when I was on the, like, away. I don't know if I'd love it at home, but, like, I think I'd get, if there was, like, people kind of, like, not heckling me, but kind of, like, cheering loudly against me. Like, that. when I play in this uh, four-day member guest every year, we get, we get people, we'll get, like, 10, 15 people following us because they're family of someone. And that gets me going, like, when the they start clapping too loud for, you know, I don't, we don't, my dad, I never let, like, we don't want anyone really to come out and follow us. But when they get these big crowds for the other people, it gets me, I don't know, you can kind of play, play off it a little bit, I would say. And all that stuff's kind of in your head, just made up like, but I don't know, like you hit a bad shot and someone claps by accident. And I'm like thinking this like six-year-old woman is out to like, help for me to fail. I don't good know. It shot. lights a little fire under you, but I think it's a good idea. Crowds at high school, 
high school events. Yeah, I like it. It'd be fun. Uh, grow the game, Case. I like it. Yeah. All right. Thanks for that. Was fun. I I love catching up with you and, and getting to talk a little bit of golf. Uh, next week we got John Sherman on the pod. We're going to talk about uh, lessons from his book, uh, The Four Foundations of Golf. Which if you haven't read it, you got to go read it. It's a super nerdy. Like if you're into golf and getting better, go check that book out. We'll talk to him next week. Okay. And he's big on like uh, strategy, right? More than stat, like stats. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Golf exactly. So there's like there's like a you know strokes gained. Uh, he believes in, you know, there are apps and stuff you can use to game improvement, but he's, he's really just about understanding the game and how many strokes we leave out there that actually have nothing to do with swing mechanics or strategy. It's, it's, it's really interesting stuff. And I, I read his book last year and I got a bunch of stuff like highlighted in notes. And so we'll have plenty to talk about with him. Cool. We'll have to ask him about the Bryson thing too, playing from the Reds. I think that's, <laughs> yeah, that's I think, I, I think so. He's also a really good, uh, he's also a really good amateur player himself. So I'm looking forward to watching the golf this weekend. Uh, hopefully Patrick Cantlay can get it done and um, Case I'll talk to you next week bud Rory come on pod he's talking the long game they played the long game they gotta play the long game they're experienced and they played the long game they're experienced and they played